welcome back to another edition. Sterling silver, fresh out of the kitchen, ready for consumption. We are here uh, in the corner, the Baylor Lariat Sports Desk. You are on air with Will Parchman, Justin Bear, and Brian Bateman. And today we're uh, we're talking uh, we're talking just a little bit of everything, Got a little bit of everything on the plate. Uh, we're gonna get to uh, men's and women's tennis. Had a uh, another sweep of the Big 12 titles for those two teams, and uh, we'll also talk about track. Some crazy accomplishments on the track on uh, on Saturday. But first, uh, why don't we uh, we'll switch gears over here to uh, baseball? Probably the most depressing weekend of Baylor baseball I've ever seen. The team lost in every conceivable way. They got crushed. They lost in a pitching duel, and they lost in a heartbreaking uh, offensive slugfest. I don't, like, I don't think you can no. you can lose in any more ways than that one series. No, I'm yeah. not. I mean, that's the most depressing uh, three games of baseball I've ever uh, witnessed. Um, I, I don't know what the deal is, guys. I mean, going into the season, these, these guys have been ranked what, as high as number 10 in the nation, and uh, they're just not living up to their talent. I, I mean, from top to bottom, they're just making errors, mental mistakes, um, uh, I blame a lot of coaching decisions made on Sunday for uh, that that 11th inning loss. But uh, Brian, I mean, you you've seen these guys more than anybody. Uh, what do you feel like? What, what's the deal? I think the big deal is focus and and trying to do too much. I think those things kind of inter interconnected uh, there. Uh, we saw uh, last night Sunday. You know, they had a 12-6 lead with one out in the top of the in the top of the uh, ninth and. Got six six uh, six straight hits. Um, all nine batters came to plate. Two batters came to, bait, uh, to uh, plate twice, and it was just that whole that whole game. First inning, they had some mental mental errors. Ninth inning, and then the rundown that that uh, ended up getting the the running run in. It was just people trying to do too much, throwing too hard when they were trying to make plays that they, that they had no chance of making, and I think that. That really is just the, the, the problem right now. So they're just trying to do too much, and they they just don't have that, that maturity yet that we expected them to have this year. All right, now I know that blowing a 12-6 lead in the ninth inning, it really it has nothing to do with coaching. I mean, that's your pitcher serving up me, you know, hitting, pit, hitting batters. But let's fast forward to the 11th inning. When I, I know we've kind of discussed this uh, recently, uh, some of the coaching decisions that Smith made. All right, first off, you have Beamer walking. You know, it's fine. Then you, next you have John Ringenberg, uh, kind of unproven freshman. He's been one one for five on the day. Now, you have two guys on the bench that I would easily pinch it for, Brooks Kimmy or Landis Ware, who, I mean, he, he's kind of been slumping the past couple weeks, but, I mean, he's a good hitter, a good solid hitter. That said, Ringenberg flies out. That's your first out. Then you have Glyam, uh hit a double, but Weem, Weems is thrown out of the plate. Now, why do you send Weems there? When it looks like it's going to be a close play, um, you have if you don't if you you know just keep them at third. You got guys in runners, two guys in runners scoring position, one out with your next the next three guys up have been nine for eighteen on the day. Um, all you need is a deep fly ball and the game is tied. You know you get a sack fly. Uh, sitting them there just seems like a, a dumb move by uh, by the Bears. And, uh, really costly. Yeah, I definitely agree with Beamer there. It's just I'm not sure if it was. I was you know, I was too busy watching him to throw in. I wasn't sure if uh, uh, he was he was, ran through through the stop sign or, or if they waved around. But either way, um, tough tough you know 
bad decision on whoever it was that decided to come around there. Um, but, you know, I was, uh, I was talking to uh, Beamer, and he said that they were just, you know, weren't expecting to have two perfect throws to get him out. But when you're playing a team at Lock A&M, that's you high really. You should expect. I mean, you absolutely. Expect. And, and then another, another, here I have a quote from Greg Glyme in a second. Next play, I mean, Steve Smith done some great things for this Baylor baseball program, but this call is one of the most arrogant calls I've ever seen. I mean, to, to call this what he did in the, the game with so much on the line, I just don't understand why I did it. The, the double steal attempt. Um, I mean, I've played baseball all my life, you know. We've been working on this ever since I, you know, st- we started uh, kid pitch. You know, the, trying to st- steal a guy at second so the guy at third can come home. Uh, what Greg Lyme had to say, our catcher, who we were trying to send home, so obviously he's not going to be a faster guy. He said, with that play, we're betting on them not making two accurate throws. I'm supposed to go on the catcher's release down to second, which I did, but I'm not as fast as some of the other guys on this team. I saw that I was going to be out by a mile, so my baseball instincts kind of took over to go back to third. Now, if you we know you have a guy at third that's not the fastest guy on the team, why are we calling that play? And we've, like you said before, Brian, we've, how many times have we, you know, successfully ran that play this year? I think it was three or four. A&M knows that. I mean, with the way scouting is this state, A&M knows that, that something like that's going to come. And we're not expecting them to make two accurate throws. They're the number 19 team in the nation. I mean, they're at top of the Big 12 right now. How are you, do you not expect somebody like that to make two accurate throws? Well, I think the, the big thing, and this is something that I coached addressed after the game, is number one, um, Shaver got off really late on that. He was looking, and he, he waited he was, you know, two steps behind um, where he should have been, and, and he kept running, which is a problem. And then, secondly, the throw to third actually was a little sh- was a little short, and you know, any other play would have would have been right on the target. And, and if it wasn't short, then he would have been safe. But they the the throw was was a little inaccurate, and so that was the reason why he was out. And and also because Greg Gillum's uh, slipped and fell. But uh, still, um, it yeah, it, you're right. It was it was a it was a you know questionable call there. And, and you know Steve Smith actually he he, he uh, acknowledged it. he said you know it's a risky call but if, I guess yeah, I, I'm not he didn't say anything about this so I'm pretty pretty sure he was just assuming that you're playing A and M who's already got I don't know the exact numbers but like 18 hits or something already and you're you're not gonna be able to keep him to, to um, you know down very much longer so you might as well you need a single anyway you got to get the guy in, in position and hopefully have a chance to... Uh, to well, yeah, I understand there. that, but with the offensive production our guys were having as well, I mean, how many hits did we end up with? Uh, 22, I 22, think. that's a season high, I believe. Um, when you have the meat of your order up, I mean, I understand if you have, you know, a guy like Glyme up who hasn't been doing too hot this year, but when you have Rainer Campbell who's, you know, just finding his niche and returning last year's form up, I mean, why don't you let your, your hitters do their, do their job instead of doing a risky play that you know makes you look like an idiot in the end. Right. And the frustrating thing for me on Sunday is there's nothing. I mean, there's not one thing that you can really point to to say that the, this game was blown. There are so many little. I mean, four errors all came at at really stupid times. I mean that that ninth inning. I mean, just just the mindset of blowing a six run lead in one inning in the ninth inning with an out. I believe. I mean, the, the mindset of, of a team coming rebounding from that, I mean, it's, it, it's never going to be good. And, I mean, when you see a team lose, uh, like, I mean, okay, an 11-1 win or 11-1 loss or a 2-1 loss on their own, I mean, you can probably understand that. But when you string those together and, and you see, like, I mean, there's nothing in the batting order to suggest that any of the, any of the, the key batters are having really bad years. 
I mean, none of these guys are batting that particular poor. And in fact, I think coming out of this series, you've got three guys hitting over 300, at least two, um, with Shaver being or Rainer being close to that. You so have three with Shaver, Adam, and uh, Dustin, and then Rainer's and getting Rainer's close up right there. there. So I mean, that, the hitting obviously isn't an issue, but I mean, you can only say that in certain circumstances. It's the same thing with the pitching. I mean, to to give up two runs one day, and I think the next day, the next game, or no, two games later, you give up thirteen and then eleven. I mean, it's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing we've been seeing all year. It's this inconsistent approach. Nobody's doing the same thing on two nights in a row. Nobody. Uh, I mean, and it's it, it's kind of the same deal that softball is dealing with right now. There's just no real vocal guy that's that's really stepping up and leading the program. I mean. It's it's just kind of sad to see the fact that they've fallen into such disrepair. And the fire Smitty chants were not uh, unheard on on Sunday either. I mean, I mean that's that's tough to hear, you know. And I think even afterwards in his radio conference, he says, you know, if there's somebody that, that thinks they can do this job better, bring them on down. <laughs> he said to the radio. So you got a uh, you know some questionable stuff. Yeah, going on. it's just uh, I mean it's all this is a bunch of frustration going around from the fans from Smitty. Um, it's not not good, not what we expected uh, this season for baseball. But like I said, there's always next year, I guess. Um, I guess moving on to softball, uh, it's another disappointing season in the Wings. Um, getting swept by Tech at home uh, pretty much put these put these girls out of a contention for an NCAA uh, appearance unless they find a way to win the Big Twelve tournament appearance, uh, Big Twelve tournament. Um, guys, your thoughts on the ladies this weekend? They they put themselves in pretty good position in midweek. Uh, they they took one of two from Houston. That's a really good Houston program. So, I mean, that's a resume booster. And you figure, I mean, Tech is bad. They're awful. I mean, I think they're five and eight in the Big Twelve. I mean, they are what uh, a you would expect a Glenmore coach team to be. And that's what he said after the game. He said, um, and he's he's really been saying it all year. Is that I mean, you want to maybe break even maybe do a little bit better against top 25, top 15 competition just because you know you're you're getting their top you know their top performance every day. But you play a team like Tech or like Iowa State or uh, any number of the bottom rung and I mean you you have, absolutely have to win those games. That's what they did last year because they had I mean they had these players like Monso and, and Lake that would step up and not kind of refuse to let them lose. And, I mean, as we've seen this year, I mean, there's a lot of frustration, but there's nobody really doing anything about it. So you think it's just a lack of leadership or just lack of talent? I, I think it's a lack of leadership. I, I really don't think you can look at the roster with, you know, All-Americans and the high school talent that they they brought. I mean, given maybe it's down from last year, but it's not this far down. I mean, it's not 4-7, and 4-8, and eight, whatever they are in the Big 12 down. I mean, from... Thirteen and three, or whatever they were last year. It's, I mean, I really just don't think. Um, and it's the same thing with baseball. I mean, there's not one thing that you can point to that that has kind of been killing them. It's it's kind of a combination of everything. But it's it's certainly, I think, uh, somewhat at least a lack of leadership. So let me ask this: in softball and baseball, would you consider this is that would you con- officially consider this a rebuilding year? Both both squads. Oh no, I would. I would. This is not a rebuilding year. I think it's just, a fa- I mean, failures of a year. I mean, I hate to put it that way, but, I mean, it's not like, ba- I mean, baseball, you're not rebuilding because you didn't really lose anybody from last year. Softball, yeah, you did lose a lot of players, but, I mean, it's from top to bottom, the softball is a loaded program. I mean, I would consider them reloading, you know, cliche as it is, mm-hmm. instead of rebuilding. 
Um, I, I just think it's unsuccessful years, and I mean, every program has them. Unfortunately, it's coming at the same time for the baseball and softball programs. I mean, good thing is about baseball. Same thing with softball. There's not that many seniors on the team, and you know we could be losing Weems to the draft. But I mean, after the year he's put in, I mean, I, I don't know if he's going to be as high as what they thought he was going to be before the season started. So I mean, we should have pretty much everybody back for both teams next year, um, which is one good thing about uh, you know them. You know, one good thing that's come out of this uh, unsuccessful season. I think most of all with baseball, it's it. You cannot even come close to notching this up or to a, a rebuilding here. I mean, maybe people that, that feel just so terrible about it and want to say, well, you know, we're not losing people. It's like, well, no, but we didn't lose people last year either. So, I mean, you have to kind of draw the line somewhere. I mean, maybe uh, Baylor isn't as stocked as, with senior talent as some of the other top 25 teams are, but, you, I mean, with the expectations where they were, where you're ranked in the top 10 at some point in the season, I mean, there's no way... I, I think anybody could get away with the fact that this call this a rebuilding year. Uh, it probably applies a little bit more in softball, but I, I still think that Glenn Moore would kind of would not like to hear that at any point in the season. I think if you talked to him before the season, he would have said, "There's no way." I mean, we're a college World Series team, and we want to get back. And there's a lot of players coming back from that. So I, I think for both teams, you have to consider it a disappointing season. One more fact about the Baylor baseball um, team: uh, this. They, they competed in green jerseys at home. And just a, just a little fact here, can you all guess the last time that they wore green jerseys at home? I have no idea. The 13-inning uh, Texas game up for Easter, I think it was two years ago, when they lost uh, in 13 innings. So uh, not n- not very good luck in, in the last two. two uh, Might not be yeah. seeing those again. Yeah, no luck of the Irish down here at Baylor. It's, I guess that's all about the Notre Dame. All right, well, that will do it for our first section. We'll be back a little bit more with uh, in the corner.